Ooh, all right, here we are, back to Walnut Grove number one. Match is going to get underway in a second. I want to give you a little bit of a recap. Over on Walnut Grove number two earlier, the Drovertown, the Black Flags of Drovertown defeated the Oregon Ganymedes 21 to 16. And then in the match that I recorded previous to this, the Dawes pulled out a 17 to 9 victory over the Indianapolis Blues. So it works out for those clubs that lost as they can start their travels home as they're the farthest away teams. And now here's the first pitch uh, from the Capitals and the Buckeyes. Mr. Frias on the pitcher's box. Uh, as the Columbus Capitals and Columbus Buckeyes have both traveled over three hours to play each other, and they're 10 minutes away from each other, Columbus, Ohio. And there's a high fly ball to center field that's going to fall uh, onto the gravel road. It's going to be a single for Professor Bone. Is that real? Professor Bone, that's the last time I'm saying that name, to first base. Sawbone, that's a good name with bone in it. Sawbone makes sense. Uh, Sawbone up to the plate. And there's a long fly ball to left field. It's going to be taken on a short hop by the Honey Badger as they're going to be first and second for the Buckeyes. However, if Professor Bone is an actual professor, some leeway should be given. That brings up puddles. <laughs> so there's about a five-step lead by the professor at second base. And there's a line drive to left field. It's going to also be taken on a short hop by the Honey Badger. Uh, line drives being hit by the Buckeyes. Capitals might want to come in a step or two. I know that the Buckeyes are heavy hitters, but these line drives are falling right in front of them. A couple of steps, they'd have two outs already. Bases are loaded. For Rook? I can't read my own writing. I'm going to say it's Rook. As there's another line drive into center field. That one's going to be taken on a couple of hops. It's going to score two. It is also going to cause a pickle. There's a pickle between second and third. They're going to run them back to second. They're going to try to tag. Uh, Kobe's going to do a tag. Ian's going to, there's a slide back into second. There's going to be a tag out. That was hard. So that was six, five, six, three, four, nine, six, eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine on the scoring. And there's a niner in there. Did you say a niner? <laughs> I mean, let me see what the hell happened on this one. So Puddles is going to be the first out of the inning. Rook is going to take his first, and Professor and Sawbone are going to score. Two to nothing. 
uh, in favor of the Buckeyes in the early going here as that brings up Thor. God of Thunder uh, hit into left field. Uh, many of you know one of my pet peeves in vintage baseball, the names. I'm not a fan of Thor as a vintage baseball name. I'm also not a fan of Danger Zone, the son of Mr. Fusiardi in the Kalamazoo Club. I can't help it. I know. I'm a, I'm old. I hit 50. That means I have to complain about everything. That's how it works. You get a card in the mail. You guys don't know. You get a card in the mail, you got to complain. Meat is up for the uh, a very tall, powerful left-handed striker for the Buckeyes. Uh, apparently, that is he does not get his name from swinging at bad pitches as... Um, Mr. Frias does come in with one there. And there's a grounder to short. There's a throw over to first base. It's going to be offline, and it's going to load the bases. That's going to bring up wrinkles. So on, I guess on the flip side, I like the name wrinkles. I'm a big fan. Already. And there's a line drive base hit into left field. Keeping the bases loaded. Throw comes into the pitcher. Rook's going to score on that play. Thor gets over to third, meet to second, wrinkles to first. And that's going to bring up a uh, gentleman, Stilts, playing for the Buckeyes. Also uh, the captain of Pluggies. Uh, they play their limited season I played in a match against Pluggies and went to a fabulous tavern afterwards had some fantastic beer I wish I remembered the name of it for a plug uh, Pluggies <laughs> you see what I did there is a fly out to the honey badger in left field who's going to run the ball in two ounce Three runs in. Carp. I'm going to assume my righty said carp. I was in a hurry. I think it says carp. God, I'm going to be, feel stupid if that's wrong. Sir, if your name is not carp, I apologize. Oh, we got meat on third. It looks like Thor must have scored. I must be a little bit behind here. Because Thor is no longer on base. We got wrinkles on first. This is all going to work itself out here. As there's a, a fly out to center field. So we'll see how many runs is officially scored. I got four. And it's only three. So there was a mistake by me somewhere in there. I had three, but I didn't see Thor out there, and I don't remember what happened. I'm the only one here you think I'd pay attention. Three runs in, top of the first for the Buckeyes. And that's going to bring the Capitals up. 
as Bay City uh, scores some runs over in their match, loading the bases against Canton. And here's Mr. Frias to lead off for the Capitals. And uh, they've been asking. They've been. <laughs> and he does a fair foul. He waves at me. So Rudy Frias waves at me to tell me he's about to do a fair foul. The ball is virtually in the air when he turns back around. He pounds it into the ground, over, takes out two spectators, and has no conscience about it and is on first base. <laughs> That's going to bring up Chasen for the Capitals. And he's going to pound it into the ground of the shortstop. Shortstop's going to get the force at second. No throw over to first. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Smith is sitting at the table. Hello there, podcast land. Uh, the Yeti. Uh, let me ask you this, Landon. Go right in. What did you do after the game yesterday, after the games? I, I hung around and watched a bunch of games, and then uh, after that I went back and uh, gorged on food. Nice. As uh, Jody for the Capitals gets a single in the left field, uh, moving Chasen up to second. And uh, gorged on some food, went back, and uh, made sweet, tender love to your wife. So, <laughs> so uh, A sweet, tender, gentle, unselfish lover that you are. I'm sure it was the most romantic night of her life. <laughs> How, as, one, <laughs> as one should such in Michigan. <laughs> I mean, where else does one take them for a, That's uh, all we have to a do romantic <laughs> moment? <laughs> the, the the beauty of it was is is in, as as everybody knows in the Pink Palace is that there was a a, a couple from two to three thirty, you know, beating the crud out of each other left and right. And I think the police came and I think uh, solved that problem. They solved it because that was just love making, tender, tender, loving love making. That sometimes it's like it's how we become the Wolverine state. Is it sounds like wild animals and going and there's so, a. Uh, pop up down the first baseline it's going to hit a tree so mr wycuff is up for the capitals first and second one out uh you know we, it goes with my good saying you're weak on the field strong in the bed is that what you say that's what i always say because you're pretty strong in the field uh oh, oh. <laughs> oh you, you mean like in the thank defensive you. part of the field okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> mr wycuff with a grounder to short there's going to be a th uh, shovel over to third uh, and that's going to record the second out there. So Chasen is on at third for the second out. That's going to move Jody up to second. Mike Wycuff's going to take his first, and that brings up the Honey Badger. Honey Badger don't care. Uh, Jason's been striking the ball well this weekend. I would expect to see something on a, on a hard rope somewhere. 
Uh, the ball's about the size of a beach ball to him right now. Very weird being at Village and uh, being so quiet watching these two clubs. I, I feel like that's the tension between the two clubs. Well, in it. No, I feel like it's because we're in Michigan and nobody cares about this. Because <laughs> it's not the championship group? Uh, no. <laughs> it's Sunday and everybody's at church. It's the second game on Sunday, and uh, they will slowly start filing in, but I don't think it matters who's playing in this match. Uh, I feel like. We'd have lots of real estate over here not claimed yet. He had a pretty interesting moment there at the end of the game. Uh, Paul uh, Hunkley comes up to me and says, uh, you know, that rule over there is uh, all about penalizing the ball, loss of the ball. There's a fly out uh, by the Honey Badger to left field to record the third out of the inning. Please continue. Yeah, so it was just kind of an interesting because um, we've had a couple foul balls over on Walnut, too. Uh, or, well, balls hit onto the train depot and over the track, and I, if the ball stays in where we can recover it, it is a double. But if it goes over and lost, it is the foul. That is the determination of fair and foul. Huh. Very different on Walnut 1, though. Yes. Someday we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, this, according to my scorebook, and I did make an error somewhere, so this should be cannonball and not the leadoff hitter. So, are either of uh, are you familiar with the Columbus Buckeyes at all? Uh, you know, I've only passed them a couple of times. I've never played them. Um, been a couple of festivals near each other and watched them play. They're very aggressive ball players. I'm kind of surprised that they haven't been here many times before. Um, There's a grounder to third base. Uh, Mr. Wyckoff up with it. The throw one hopper over to Ian at first, and that's going to be an out. But it's always been a, um, a missed opportunity. Um, pretty much the closest I've come to playing them is uh, at the Tip Cup in uh, Tip City. And at the, uh, the tournament, we've always been knocked out before we had an opportunity to play against them. Okay, so this, I believe, is Mr. Cunningham's son. And he is not the professor. He's not the leadoff hitter. So I did make an error somewhere. There's a grounder to the shortstop. Kobe up with it after a slight bobble to first. Uh, held, almost held at first by Ian. See if you can get a name. Uh, see if he announces it. This is a leadoff hitter. This is Professor. Sweet. <laughs> He's got word for <laughs> you have a, I listen to your, uh, your do I have a what? Right here. Oh no, it was right here. It was right. It was six people long, right here. It was it. 
<laughs> it was not. Uh, there was an out recorder just now. <laughs> we had a blockage. Of we got somebody on first. I believe this is Sawbone up here. So that means Professor made the second out. We got a guy on first. That would be Cannonball. And then Carp made, um, I don't know, I'm spitballing. I'll get it right. As there's a, a hit off the pitcher's hand, grounder to second, flip over to second. And that's going to record the three outs on the person I didn't want them to get the out on, so I knew where the next inning will start. Yeah. We're going to see where next where next inning goes. This is a mess. My apologies. Doesn't that mean uh, that Professor bet first next inning? If all is right in the world. All right, it's three to nothing in, in favor of the Buckeyes right now. Sorry, my apologies to the my, – my wife just sent me a text to let me know she's drinking coffee in a new coffee mug. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news, everybody. She's drinking coffee in a new coffee mug. That's amazing. That's what my life BPA. is. <laughs> Pops has got some bad finger issues going on over here for just for holding on to a baseball. That's going to bring up uh, Ian Frias to lead off the inning for the Capitals. He does not have the body of a leadoff hitter. We'll see how this goes. He He's much more effective with... Uh, oh, well, look at that. Okay. It's a line drive single into center field. I assume he's going to steal second. <laughs> a well-struck ball. Well, he got the leadoff done. Just, uh... Yeah, he did the leadoff. He did it. Yeah. I mean, leadoff hitter points, he should. Oh, he's taking a huge lead. It's at least two steps. Slow down, Ian. <laughs> It's a, actually it's a four step lead. I want to give you accuracy. Uh Mr. Sanders is now at the plate lefty. Uh the curling expert, Mr. Sanders. There's a pop up to third base. Third baseman was shifted over a little bit, so it took him a while to get over to it. He is going to dive and make that play and a fantastic defensive play by the third baseman of the Buckeyes. Wish I knew you guys more so I could tell you who that was. Is that the professor? A lot of you guys look the same to me. Tan, same facial hair. You could be brothers. Like the third baseman and the shortstop, look at them. Yeah, they, yeah, they. Uh... <laughs> What's the difference? One's a little, third baseman's a little taller. Little. It's, it's oh. rough to play that hillside there. You know, if you go in face first, you just end up with a hurt neck. Kobe Dottie to right field. There's going to be a bobble by the right fielder who had intentions. He had intentions to come up with a throw. I don't know if he was thinking second base or first base. Um, I don't think he was going to be able to complete that that play anyway. Uh, it looked like everyone was getting to their base on time. But uh, he's probably good thing for the Buckeyes he bobbled because there could have been, you know, the old vintage throw to a base where there's no play and then everybody gets another base or two. Well, the swift foot of Ian Frias made it there. Yes, Playing leadoff uh, well, and uh, that brings up Mike, who was the, the pitcher for the Capitals in the last inning. There's a ball down the left field line that's going to be foul. 
as we're starting to get our uh, Sunday lineup of spectators down the third baseline. It's going to extend all the way down to that foul flag. And then uh, the bleachers will fill up on the first baseline, and then the chairs and everything will come out and start filling up down the first baseline. And then this hill will be standing room only uh, at some point uh, as the day goes on. And there's a a pop-up to the second baseman. He's going to hold that ball with his hands. That's my new catchphrase. With his hands? He holds it with his hands. I don't know. I'm working on it. Does that work if he holds it with his hand? I would say so. I probably wouldn't say it then. Or you got a different catchphrase triggered at different times. I am. I just got one right now. I'm just. Uh, it's a. I'm working on it. Bob, Mr. Daly's up. Uh, Ian adjusts at second, and there's nothing like uh, a baseball adjustment. <laughs> Mr. Daly. They're gonna see Ian's got such a big lead. They're gonna they're gonna yep. have to fake him back to second to shorten that lead. And oh, then they oh, throw. Right. There's a short hop to the second baseman. Uh, Ian was back in time anyway. And the next pitch, Ian has shortened his lead to three steps. There is a grounder to the shortstop. Shortstop's gonna get it off a slight muff and throw over to third to get the. Third out on Ian. That means Mr. Sanders will lead off the next inning uh, for the Capitals. See how much easier it is to score when nobody's getting on base? <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot less riding and a lot less everything, and, uh, and you know the players. And You know, it was one mistake I made in the first inning that has spiderwebbed into the Buckeyes page here just looking – I don't know where I'm at right now, but it's three to nothing after two innings. The Buckeyes, the lead over the Capitals. We're going to see who walks up to the. So I think this is the professor. Seriously, I don't know a single player on the Buckeyes except Stilts, and we're nowhere near him in the lineup. I've been waiting for the umpire to say a name of a player. Yeah, they have been very quiet today. This is probably Professor Boone. We're going to say this is a leadoff hitter for the Buckeyes. I just don't think that the second guy in the Buckeyes lineup had such great hair. I thought he was a little more like the third guy. I think Puddles. You can see that up here? I can see his hair, the guy that's in the on deck. There's a hit oh. into left field. Down the left field line, Honey Badger misplays. Uh, where he's going to be a fine throw into second if the second baseman was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. As the ball goes into right field, that's going to be a double for what I suspect is the professor. That was a good throw. Well over. This could be Sawbone. (laughs) It's a fly ball into right center field. Uh, that's going to go over the head of the right fielder, split the trees. He gets the ball in quick. It's going to be another stand-up double. Here's another of 
uh, a fine looking gentleman uh, coming up for the the Buckeyes. I I'm just saying fine gentleman because I don't. This, according to my book, is puddles. I feel like I'm wrong. That's an interesting story behind that nickname. You think he doesn't look like a four hitter. He looks like a three hitter. This has got to be puddles. There's a high pop up to the shortstop, Mr. Dowdy underneath. He holds it with his hands. <laughs> One out for the Buckeyes. Now, this is supposed to be Rook. Oh, did I hear somebody say it? I heard Rook. Yes, you were correct. I've, I am right where I'm at. So good, good for me. Uh, he had no intention of swinging at that one. Uh, and there's a a lofter. Mr. Frias electing to not put steam on the ball. There's a grounder up the middle that's going to score a run as Rook will be satisfied with a single. That's going to make the score five to nothing. And here is Thor, and I I would have figured out where the lineup was at this point. Puddles moved on over there at the first two. He stayed comfortably there at first. Comfortably. Yeah, casual almost, yeah. You know, he's tripoding, two steps, chilling out with Ian. As uh, Thor hits it down the left field line, line drive over the third baseman's head, that's going to be a single station to station. Uh, And that's going to bring up Meat who is the, well, I would have known this too. So he's a left-handed, fine-swinging left-hander for the Buckeyes who, uh, by his name, shows that the meat that Frias is about to throw, he's about to annihilate into a double. These are predictions. Look at that. It's a high fly ball in the right center field. Actually, straightaway center field is Chasen gets underneath it and holds that ball with his hands. (laughs) I don't see any lava pits or tigers changing the bases. What? Well, in your podcast, Ozzy promised me. Lava pits? Lava pits. There's a fly ball in the center field. Chasen has to go back. He makes that play. Uh, the Capitals really needed those two plays out of Chasen in center field, to tell you the truth, as uh, the Buckeyes are held to as it's 5 to nothing. A couple of big defensive plays coming up for the Capitals is going to be Mr. Sanders, uh, who missed last year due to a shoulder injury. So lava pits and, and yeah. yeah. So what he was saying was there's character here. Deal with it, which... I know. We're all we're all okay with. But what are we going to talk about? This podcast was invented to talk about the things that everybody talks about but is unwilling to talk about. And and there's nothing wrong with that. We take the discussion you're having with your teammates and we just present it to the entire community so the whole community can take part in the discussion. And when we talked to Swing and a Miss by Sanders, as we talked to Mr. Ossie a couple of weeks ago, uh, I'm not in love with this field because of the gravel road and the short right field and the hill and the the train's pretty sweet that comes through again. <laughs> but you lose the ball over the tracks. Uh, 
left field's fine, obviously. I I am I do love the catcher's area, even though there's a slight hill there when you're playing catcher. I love I've played catcher back there many, many times and and I'm a fan of that area. But uh hey, I'm not I'm not here to kiss anybody's butt. Uh I don't like playing on this field a lot. Especially in an important match. They did at least put a rope up or stop cars from coming on, so we don't. We haven't had any car coming onto the field area. Yeah. this year. <laughs> um, we did have a guy. We did. We, we used had to a, have some people walking on the train tracks we had periodically. One guy in a Hawaiian shirt walked down the road, and he got into right field, and everyone's like, "Hey, Mr. Sanders!" Hits it up the middle for a single into center field, and he just looks up, and they're like waving him back. So he turns back around, and just as he's getting to the right field line. He starts heading in, so he's still on the field. Everyone's like, "Baseball!" <laughs> so he finally got off. What I always thought was is they get this access road right down in front of you here. It runs right around the third baseline. Do they really need that? Well, this one's for pedestrians, and that one's for vehicles. There but is not a during difference. baseball. It's neither one's for so. Do they really run vehicles all that much on that? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's the thing is I, I don't know. Mr. Dowdy for the uh, Capitals. <laughs> Mr. Sanders with about a four-step leave off of first. Dowdy hits it, pops it up in the air. They're all going to converge, and no one's going to get there. It was... Uh, Perfectly placed in between the three fielders for no one to achieve maximum success. That could have been very, very uh, bad there. And that was... I saw a collision yesterday. Well, yeah, the Saginaw one. The Saginaw one. Yeah. yeah. Me and Gary had an uh, undertaker uh, left field. That we had a close one. That both of us called it. and uh, We tailed off at the last moment. Able to still, Gary was able, still able to get it caught. It was a close one, but not too bad. Mr. Sanders is going to make a second on a, a bit of a muff by the catcher. Kobe waits for the next pitch. Tools Dowdy. Some would say, is it because he's a tool? And I say, no. It's because the Capitals are tools. He's calling them tools. No, it's because he has all the tools, I believe, if you want to get into it. As he pops onto the pitcher, sir. <laughs> Love you, Kobe. And here's uh, Mr. Purcell, I believe is his last name, the occasional pitcher for the Capitals. Nick Sanders, a modest lead at second base. And there's a well hit ball in the right field. Right fielder comes down the hill, makes the play on with all the momentum from. The steep incline, decline actually, and uh, that's going to be a well held ball for the second out. It's going to bring up Mr. Daly. Mr. Sanders stays, has extended his lead a little bit though, and uh, they're going to acknowledge his extension. You notice the, the uh, change in transition of his leg movements and stuff like that as he went from the grass to the gravel? Yes. Completely violently different. <laughs> violently different. Uh, Mr. Sanders back to his modest lead, but the Buckeyes are untrustworthy of that as there's a hit into left center field. Down. 
It's going to be down. Mr. Sanders is going to score as Mr. Daly stays his first. had a great contact on that one that it's gonna bring up brad chasen's dad i'm a poet and i knew it bob looks like he was he's ready to go he, he doesn't have his hands on his knees he's got his slight bend in his knee and he's shifting weight back and forth he looks like he's ready to go at any moment in time he's got to be ready to go it's hard to get that engine running <laughs> it's hard to get and there's a hit into he's right off, field. That's going to, yeah, yeah, over his head. Uh, Mr. Daly is going to take his third. There's not going to be a throw as there's a, a a muff by the second baseman on the on the throw in, but I don't think there would have been a play anyway. Bob had a jump. If that guy would have came down with it, Bob would have been dead. But Bob's on third now. Bob is actually playing very well this weekend. So, uh as Brad takes his second. And now we're to the last man in the Capitals lineup is Jeremy. I believe they call him Turkey? Rooster? It's a bird. Uh, <laughs> it's a foul area that you're saying. Yeah, that's foul. <laughs> uh, young man, young legs. Big opportunity here for the Capitals. You get a you get a couple runs in from the last guy in the lineup, get back up to the top, and that's exactly what's going to happen. So he's going to hit a ball into center field. Center fielder does muff it. Brad stays his third. If he would have kept going, he'd have made it, but he didn't know he was going to make it. Obviously, you cannot predict a muff by the center fielder, so Brad's going to stay his third. Jeremy's going to make his first. Another run in for the Capitals, making it 5-2. to two. And uh, here's a leadoff hitter for the Caps, uh, Rudy Frias. And there's going to be a steal of second with no throw. So second and third, another big opportunity for the Caps here. Uh, squaring up for the fair foul. I would say he's not squaring up for the fair foul. I would say he, the the pretend, he's pretending. I would say so, too. He did that last previous bat. It doesn't fit the moment. And uh, one thing, when I make Rudy Frias, uh, I love him so much. Uh, we also we always make fun of him in the vintage community about the fair foul. Oh, he did oh, do a fair foul. Bad call there, man. Wow. He took that out seven spectators. It's going to be a two-run fair foul, a fake throw. <laughs> Rudy's going to stay his first. He didn't wave to me on that one. I don't know. He did a two-hand wave. He was doing something to somebody. Kudos to the... Uh, the viewers, the, the cranks and that, not touching that ball. Absolutely. Right and I was way off. He was going for that. He wasn't faking it. Chasen hits it to third, taken by the chest of the third baseman. He's going to run it over to second as to shorten the length of the throw to make sure of the out as he had plenty of time. And Mr. Frias is going to make the third out at second base, meaning Chasen will lead off the next inning. Yeah. But the Caps put four on the board making the score 5-4, uh, to four, still in favor of the Buckeyes. So 
going to be important for the Capitals to put together a defensive uh, stand here because uh, if you put together a four spot after how bad they were playing offensively and then you come in and give up a six spot in return, that's the end of the match. I mean, it's not going to be the end of the match, but that's going to – it'll take you out of the match and the Buckeyes will probably roll if they – So explain the attire that you got on here, Barrel. I don't know. I got a black like pants. A date. And uh, you look like you should be wearing a boutonniere. Listen, I got something going on here. I should have a boutonniere. Or at least a flower in the hair. (laughs) I should have a flower in the hair. I don't disagree with anything. I am am what we call a work in progress. So I'm not going to show up to the the second day of the world's tournament, fly ball uh, in and out of the hands of the honey badger in left field. Stilts is going to take a wide turn, but stay as first. So I'm not an umpire. I'm not a player. I have nothing to do with an individual team. I'm not, I'm just, I am something that didn't exist. So I just wanted to get, start getting some clothes where I can be fit in a little bit more with the aura of the day and still, I don't know. So, So this is a recent purchase for this kind of concept that wasn't something you had previously? I No, I just bought this stuff, I want to say, three weeks ago because uh, ground ball threw third base into short left field, and uh, I believe that's carp. God, read my writing. Like I said earlier, Mr. Carp, that's not your name. I apologize. But I think there's something fishy going on here. Uh I purchased the pants, the shirt, the vest, and the hat because I umpired a charity match for the Canton Corn Shuckers against a a local uh, organization that was raising money. And uh, so uh, in order to ump, I also gave them the opportunity to use the little bit of knowledge I have as there's a pop out to the second base area by Cannonball for the first down of the inning going back up. To the top of, oh, okay, I see where I made my mistake. So this is Professor Bone, of course it is, leadoff hitter for the Buckeyes. And uh, first and second, one out. And uh, so I just purchased the stuff for that, and I intend on using it. One hopper base hit into left field. There's going to be a throw into second. It is not going to be in time. Is also going to be a bit of a mishandle there, so we're going to have bases loaded. Uh, fantastic base running by Stilts as he derfs it into third base, and then he stays down to make sure that uh, nobody saw that. And uh, well, he did the he did the vintage slide is what he did, but it looked like he tripped. It was ridiculous. I'm just kidding. Sawbone up for the Buckeyes. 40 minutes remaining in this match. And I believe I believe with a win here, the Buckeyes ensure they're invited back to next year. It, would you find that to be a correct statement? Yeah, the uh, winners of each of the brackets get an automatic rewrite, including the four contestants from the top bracket and the two host teams. Okay. However, that all rolls out. So... The Buckeyes not being here for seven years, I believe, is the last time they were here, would probably much appreciate securing this bid to come back next year. 
Well, but this is not that game. Oh, this is not that game. These are the four middle bracket ga- teams playing f- to see who plays in the championship. Bracket. There's a hit into right center field. That's going to score a couple of runs by Sawbone. So the winner of this game would have to play the, either the Bay City Canton winner. Oh, okay. Well, I don't have I don't have that bracket information in front of me. Where's the literature on that? Oh. It's probably still Pony Express on the way. Here's Puddles. Most people would say Thor definitely has the best hair on the Buckeyes. I would disagree. It's it's definitely this hair. Uh, center field, base hit. That's going to score a run on a line drive. Lots of line drives out of the Buckeyes. As uh, this is Rook, first and second, one out. And the Buckeyes are coming back and putting some runs on the board. And there's a high fly bottle left field. Honey Badger's going to camp. He's going to hold it with his hands. For the second out, and here comes Thor. It is not Thor. This is Rook. your take on the umpires here's my take is this lineup has changed since i went down there and got it that's my take because this is rook everybody has to move up one yep they just announced his name so i've been one behind or one ahead i've been one ahead there's a line drive in the center field by rook Oh, he's casually going there. Oh, yeah. There's a rook makes his first. So that means puddles made the second out. That means the good hair is sawbone. <laughs> There's more chicken scratch going on that page than anywhere else in the world. This is insane. There is a there's a discrepancy in the lineups between me and this, between when I went and got the lineup from Linda Hunkley until the game. Something changed. And uh, there's a grounder to the third, and that's going to be the last out. And that was not Thor. I have Thor after Rook. And that's whatever. So Meat is supposed to lead off the next day and then. Hey, I can look. I can only do so much. So if there's a change in the lineup, and I'm not going to hear about it. I'm not official. Nobody cares if I know. But it totally screws up me going through uh, the lineup for the teams accurately. So, And with a team like the Buckeyes, who I'm not familiar with at all, this is what you get, chaos. So if they listen to this, they're going to be like, hey, hey, dumbass, that's not who hit that, or that's not who did that. I know. I, I'm trying. Uh, I do so much. I mean, here's the second hitter for the Capitals. It happened to me down in Sharonville. Uh, somebody changed their lineup and didn't tell me, and I got it all screwed up the entire match. Fly ball to center field. Yeah, uh, we had a guy come in late. We ended up changing the lineup. And yeah. We didn't tell you. And you didn't tell me. So yeah, Chasen's the first out of the inning. That's going to bring up Jody. People just had numbers under uniforms. It'd be real easy to tell. They should invent that. 
That might help something. A viewer from afar. Isn't it a funny? Viewer afar. Isn't it funny how you come across stuff like that and you're like, oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that would make it very easy. As the Buckeyes have taken a 9-4 to lead here in the bottom of the fourth. I know who me is on the Buckeyes, I think. He's a left-handed hitter. And uh, we'll see who comes up next inning. There's a ball hit off the pitcher's hand to the shortstop. Throw over to first, held by Thor over there to record the second out of the inning. That's going to bring up Mr. Wycuff. whose wife is one of my favorite people in vintage baseball, and uh, I have not seen her all year. What a, what a disappointment. She had other things to do this weekend, and uh, the Capitals also. So there's the reason for the dress-up. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, if I can impress her, I can impress anybody. She's uh... <laughs> uh, Mr. Wyckoff, a double into right center field between the trees. A well-hit ball. That's going to bring a honey badger. He don't care. See, I think the rule actually is not just between the true trees. It's including the trees, too. So it's not just between. True. Which threw us off for a little while there, too. Not that well, it made much difference, but. So you got a shift going on right here, but the problem is uh, they must not scout out capitals. Because that's probably where Jason wants to hit the ball, is through the hole at shortstop anyway. So you're helping the Capitals with this shift. He's not a pull hitter. But with the shift, they are keeping Mr. Wyckoff closer at second, but still you are opening up a, a hole that Mr. Badger is looking at right now. Perhaps. And then you know what's going to happen. I say all this, he's going to ground out to the second baseman. So <laughs> it's just an observation. But he does uh, he does use the whole field. Oh. And there's a misplay by the catcher. Mr. Wycuff is going to go to third. He's going to. He is not out. Notice they did not call him safe. They said he was not out. There was a slide, uh, and there was Mr. Wyckoff getting in. There's a foul tip by the Badger. Uh, uh, no play, no chance for the catcher on that. And there's a hit down the first baseline, just foul. On that first bounce, on that first hit of the ground, it was uh, n not very foul. It was foul. Yeah, I thought I thought it hit the line. Honestly, it hit the dirt. Uh, the the white chalk from the line has gotten into the dirt a little bit. So every time something hits in that dirt, now it pops up white. I'm gonna say six inches foul because no umpire would be mistaken. Hi. He does have a better point of view, too. Mm. That's true. There's a vast difference. And I see a bunch of green guys over on field number two running around the bases. 
It's a usual can't match over there. Uh, Honey Badger, hard hit to the right fielder. It's going to bounce off him. Right fielder loses sight of the ball. Uh, there's going to be a throw into second, though, keeping the Honey Badger to first base. It's going to score Mr. Wycuff. Good recovery by the right fielder after losing it uh, on the bounce off his body uh, t- to hold that. Well, short right field helps that, obviously. But uh, Ian Frias up now. Two outs. Honey Badger on first. Modest lead. They are holding him. He. Uh, oh, my gosh. There's a, a very vintage uh, error throwing to a base, giving the other team a, a base. Catcher. Happens all the time. Happens the all day long. <laughs> the catcher came halfway out to the pitcher, pump fake, and uh, with Honey Badger halfway between there, Honey Badger wanted to go motion back to first, and uh, the and overthrow took him. Let them easily go to second. You just got to sometimes something they're not willing to do in vintage baseball much is just is just bite your pride and just let that guy get back to his original base. <laughs> they just they're just like, listen, oh, no, no. we got him right now at this very second. So we're going to get him out. We all think we got cannons. <laughs> and, and we all think we everybody's got a glove. <laughs> and. Uh, I mean, when you release the ball, it is no longer your responsibility. It's all on the onus of the guy on the other end to get it and make the play. And you fully expect it. Yeah, of course you do. You're like, oh. It's not a very self-aware situation in those times. But we all do it. Ball's passed. There's a pass by the catcher. Another throw down to third base, but Honey Badger... Much more fleet of foot than Mr. Wyckoff. Uh, there's not going to be a chance for a play at third. So if uh, Ian Frias gets a hit here, they can. Uh, and there's a pop up to center field. Plenty of time for the center. Field. Oh, the center fielder was so deep, so deep that he had to come running in, and he was not able to come up with the play. Uh, but he was able to keep the ball close to him, keeping Ian Frias to a single. That's going to score a run. Fine effort. I mean, the center fielder was playing so deep, and nothing wrong with that. Probably the best thing to do in that situation. Uh, Mr. Sanders is going to pop up. Oh, to back to the shortstop. He's going to back up and make his play. He's going to hold that with his hands third down of the inning one thing that's interesting about this field is is if the fence doesn't stop a pass ball that ball can just keep rolling forever sure and last year i saw canton twice had passed balls and cleared the bases and i think that was a big reason why bay city pulled out the victory over canton last year because hmm. it was i mean it was not even close it went down the field down the it was a, road there and into the weeds it was coco both times yeah oh yeah he was throwing Fast, hot, and everything. Uh, so we have a score of nine to six in favor of the Buckeyes right now. As the Capitals are able to come back and match the two by the Buckeyes from the last inning. Let's see who comes up to the plate for the Buckeyes. As I'm pretty confident I know who Meade is. See, and what we have here is another lineup change. 
this is a lineup change going on for the Buckeyes that I am not going to be privy to as I'm nowhere near to go figure this out. So there is a some sort of discussion going on between the the cap the captains of the matches. We have what could be an injury. And as they discuss things and probable broken finger, not possible. We don't deal with possibles in vintage baseball. It's probable. This is pretty appropriate, though, that just a broken finger is just a pause. The guy doesn't come out of it. He just they tape it together and then rub some dirt on it and just run it back out in the field, right? Uh, absolutely. They're in the – they're coming up to – they're coming up to uh, hit, so I don't. So this must be the next hitter. That's probably the case there, since they're up to bat. So with time winding down, we have a a pause. Do you know if by rule here at the village does time stop right now? I wouldn't know that for sure. Um, I don't. I can't see how it would stop because there's another game right after this. So, yeah, that's true. They got to stay on schedule. Uh, you know, they it's but that's rook. Schedule. That is rook with a bat, right? I'm gonna take plead the fifth on that one. I I do not know. I think. Well, there you go. The clock is ticking. Clock is ticking, and this and he's not even the next batter. So why are we why are we stopping the match for somebody who's not even playing right now? Well, he also said we're going to go to the next striker. Was that maybe something that Rudy agreed to just skip somebody? Possibly, but this is – well, that depends on where the, the aunt was. This is a gentleman I've come to understand is Rook. Nice, nice grab. And that would be Thor. If I'm right, Thor is next. You are. It looks like he's running to the box. Okay. So on a line drive to shortstop, uh, Tools – with a fine play, he'll remember that bruises his to keep. That's we give out bruises on the podcast. And there's Thor. So I'm back on line where I am in the lineup, but something is screwed up farther down. Uh, and I apologize to the Buckeyes if they listen to this. They don't listen to this. They don't listen to my show. We did have a similar situation <laughs> four years ago with the uh, Droverton and the Canton game where uh, we technically batted out of order, but we were told by the village who was up the bat. And uh, Canton realized that we were not the proper batting in the proper batting order, and then so they had a captain discussion, and it was determined that we'll just fix the order and play from there. So – could be something along that line going on with uh, with the captains there. Okay, so that was Thor with a hard single into left field. He had a pinch runner, so Rook is on first as a runner for Thor, and this is Meat. 
Uh, I do know who Thor is now. I know who Meat is. I know who Rook is. There's a bounce off the pitcher's hands and then the pitcher's knee and then the pitcher's pride. First and second one out for the Buckeyes here with wrinkles coming up. I think there might be one more person in the lineup than when I did the line when I got the lineup, and that's what's long fly ball, center field. That's going to be a muff. That's going to get runners to station to station. We got bases loaded here for the Buckeyes. I was not expecting that when they get through his hands. Those ones that get hit right to you, and you got to wait, to wait for it. Those are the tough ones. Do we have a score update, sir? We do have a score update. There's a scoreboard right there. Open up your damn eyes. It's uh, nine to six in favor of the Buckeyes. <laughs> uh, memories of a Saturday tragedy, of which I couldn't tell a family to get the hell out of the way. Pop up to third base, Mister. Oh, oh, misjudged by Mister. Wyckoff, but he is going to touch third for a force. It is going to score a run. Meat is going to take this, be the second out. Wrinkles is going to get down to second. Stilts is going to take his first. And this would be Carp, I believe. Carp, Carpe Diem. That was a potential double, triple play, whatever could have happened there that turned into just a single out. You don't, you don't expect an easy drop ball next to the third baseman. Sure. But you kind of do. Well, you... You do have to be think before the ball is hit. When it gets hit to me like that, what am I going to do with it? I think Mike had a plan, uh, and then he just muffed. There's a pound into the ground of the shortstop. Kobe's going to throw to third, and it's going to be too late. Uh, throw, although dropped by Mr. Wyckoff at third, the throw was uh, late on a slight bobble by the shortstop. It's going to move everybody up. Long leadoff by second base, and that's what made that play possible. Base is loaded for the Buckeyes. And this would be cannonball. So here's the mistake in the lineup that didn't exist. I believe at this point that Paul Cunningham's son was not in the original lineup, and he is added to the end of the lineup after that's where the mistake is. I do not know his son's vintage baseball name. I do not know his name. Uh, there's a line drive into center field, a well-hit ball. That's going to score one for sure. Stilts is going to take his turn. He's going to stay. So I believe this is the last batter of the lineup. And last inning, I had him as coming back around. So uh, we're just going to call him Unknown. <laughs> TBD. Uh, young Cunningham. We'll call him Richie. I'm old. I watch Happy Days. There's a ball hit to center field. He held it with his hands. 
Richie Cunningham out on that. Buckeyes will, if they come back up, be up back up to the top of their lineup with Professor, I refuse to say, Bone leading off. We got any updates on that coffee cup? Let's check. <laughs> I mean, that. Uh, there was, there was no update, but I'm going to go ahead and text her. Can I get an update? We need something to fill in these little lulls here and there. And that, you know, just some, she sent some me color, a right? picture. She now, did? listen, she sent me a picture of the coffee mug. I was there when she bought it. I also have a coffee mug that looks just like this. We got it from the Betsy Ross house in Philadelphia. Can I get an update on the coffee situation? She is aware that you're what you're doing right now. Right? She's not listening to this. She'll never hear this recording. No. She's going to know something's up when I ask that sarcastic question. So there's the coffee mug. It has a beautiful matte finish. Oh, yeah. And uh, I have one, too. I don't remember what color I got. I think it was the green. It was like an olive green. As I recently, over the last year, have become a coffee drinker for the first time in my life, so... It was one of those large-sized coffee cups. Yeah, yeah. Not, like the, the monster one, something like I would drink out of. Yeah. Uh, the, here's, person who drinks here's the official update, and there's a foul ball uh, with a fantastic attempt by the catcher of the Buckeyes. And he's going to have to take a second to... Oh, yeah, he's down hard. He's down. He definitely... Gave it 110% on that. And that is that Mr. Cunningham's son on that? Is that Richie? Maybe. We got to come up with a better name for that. Well, they've called time, and, that, and pretty much the bench has ran over to assist him. An update. Uh, I said, can I get an update on the coffee situation? And my wife says, we have some. <laughs> so it's good to know that when I get home, there will be coffee. In a mug that we bought at the Betsy Ross house, which was, by the way, a hell of a, heck of a place to go on a tour. There's a lot in there, uh, the Betsy Ross house. You you had a pretty uh, extensive road trip going on there from New York. It was very historical based, and uh, I was telling Mr. Kozlowski yesterday, it definitely affected me in some way, and I just don't know yet. I have to wait until I come down and really analyze all the places I went to and the things I saw. Uh, young Mr. I, the catcher, let's just say, the catcher comes up with a, a slight limp, but he's going to stay in the game. Uh, and Kobe Doughty will resume his at-bat. But, I mean, I went around and I saw the Declaration of Independence. In another city, I stood in the room where they signed the Declaration of Independence. I mean, I stood in so many historical spots. It's hard to really uh, put it all together in my mind, but you know, I, never, I never saw any of that stuff before. It was always just answers on a test to get a grade in school. So uh, there's a pop-up by Mr. Doughty down the first baseline out of the tree. And Thor's going to not get that. Here comes the train. I stood in the footsteps of Martin Luther King when he gave the uh, I Have a Dream speech at the foot of the Lincoln Memorial. 
as so many things. I was in uh, all the cities I took a tour in all had some affiliation with Edgar Allan Poe. So there was in New York, it was like, hey, and here's where Edgar Allan Poe started his morphine addiction uh, at this dentist office. And and then in Baltimore, uh, it was his gravesite we went to. And then in another city, it was he did this here. And it, it was all, everything was like that. It was just like, here's here uh philadelphia wanted to be the nation's capital here's why it's not and here's why washington dc is and blah 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 and we did it all in order uh grounder to third by kobe and held by the first baseman that's going to be the first note it was like here's where everything started and the next place is washington dc and that's where we went next and it just all fit together like a puzzle it was amazing if you have not been to Philadelphia, trust me, it's going to affect you. Have you been? I've not been to Philadelphia, but I've been to a lot of the other places that I, I saw pictures that you posted from. Um, and there's a lot of uh, some of those places, you know, you know, one of the places that I went, we went to the aerospace uh, uh, Smithsonian, and when you stood next to the plane Boxcar, which is one of the planes that dropped the bombs on uh, Japan, uh-huh. and it just you just get an emotional response. Sure. And it, it wasn't something I was expecting, wasn't something I was anticipating even seeing there. And then once you start reading the plaque and you realize where you're at, it just hits you. Yeah, and they have like seven Smithsonian's as uh, Mike Purcell is up for the Capitals, hits it into the spectators. Uh, as the Capitals don't seem to care about human life outside of their own during a, uh, during a match. Uh, yeah, I stood next to the Philadelphia gunship Uh that was sunk by the British and they actually had the gunship because it sat in somewhat shallow water for years, still had the sail attached to it and uh, still it's preserved. The hole is a hit into center field. It's going to drop in for a hit. The hole where the shell went in is still right there. And, uh, and they retrieved the shell that caused the sinking of the Philadelphia, the gunship. So they have the shell right there in the hole on display. And being next to one of those ships, you're like, how did they make this work? There's a a lot of artillery on the deck of the ship, and that's all it was there for. So I can imagine what it did to a a boat in the water when these cannons and stuff are going off. Like, it couldn't have been... Had to have been just as scary as the thought of getting hit by some artillery is having the artillery go off on these ships. But, yeah, absolutely. A trip everybody should make. And New York City, you know, the same. There's a single by Bob into center field. Bob continues his hot hitting for the weekend. Uh, Lots of history there, too. It was, uh, you know, a lot of... Amazing architecture in a lot of these cities. And, uh, you know, and then there was a 9-11 thing that was something, too. So I actually will, in a couple of weeks, be able to decompress and think about the so many things. I mean, we were going. It was, we're driving to this city. It was park, gone. And we're seeing as much as possible and uh, until we... We're done for the day and going back to the hotel. It was uh, so many things I saw. Best vacation ever. You, have you done anything like that out west? 
I've never been out west. Uh, well hit ball to center field by Brad. Uh, well held ball as he held it. That's With good skin hands. contact right there. Good old slap on the hands. Two outs. It's going to bring up the uh, Jeremy, the last batter in the Capitals lineup as the Capitals are running out of time. Yeah, the wife and I did a 6,000-mile uh, trip. Wow. So, uh, we drove right from Cincinnati over to uh, Seattle, Washington. Woo. Uh, you know, we stopped at uh, Badlands. We went to Mount Rushmore. We went to Yellowstone. We went to Devil's Tower. Uh, we hit a couple little small spots on the way. Um, then toured around Seattle. I went over there for some tree climbing event. And then uh, we we had plans, uh, a couple plans to hit some things on the way back, but we ran out of time. We, we were looking to go to Glacier up there. As Jeremy gets a single into right field, loading the bases for the Capitals. Here comes Fairfowl Frias. Fairfowl, and he is setting up for another one. I think he'll fake it. He looks like he's faking. He's got that wide sideways stance. That's what I thought last time, and he right oh. in, right in into some lady's sternum. I just the catcher was backpedaling that and uh, fell down, and luckily held onto the ball. Could have been a. So the third baseman for the Buckeyes is playing almost directly on third base. Uh, shortstop is shifted over towards the third base area. It does look like they. They're anticipating a fair foul without over-exaggerating the defense for it. How's uh, Rudy's opposite uh, right center? Yeah, it's fine. I, he just doesn't do it. He's a, he's a fine hitter. Oh, he was – oh. He's a – Rudy Frias is an excellent hitter and can hit it to all fields and has some power. Yeah. Uh, but he feels like his success rate is so high at the fair foul that why not do it? He can burn that left fielder. I've seen him do it. Who knows what's going through that head? Yeah, no, I don't know. It's like the more people say, hey, fair foul, he does it. It's like he's, he's sticking it to the people. He's got his white cleats on. By the way, that's historically accurate. They did have white cleats, if you look in the pictures. I mean, they're mostly black, but there were some white. So we had to have that discussion at the Ohio Cup a few years ago when he had to borrow his cleats to somebody who forgot theirs. So he pulled the whiteies out, and then, you know, vintage baseball was in an uproar. Who oh, nice white cleats. Oh, I thought you liked historical accuracy. <laughs> Read a book. Then he also had all, he saw that magazine. That's what really got everybody. Yeah, that was. The cover of the magazine is what really caused the uproar. No one would have really cared if that didn't happen. You know, I, you probably, if you do this next year, you need to just bring it, like get yourself a, a barrel, roller out the barrel podcast historical plaque. Make it look authentic. And just plant it right here in the ground. It's like where the idea was born, and then it makes it in the <laughs> broadcast location. No one's going to pull it up because they're going to think it's real. And then, That's and funny. Then it will just go on living infamy. And then there's a pop-up to right on, field. Oh. There's going to be a mishandle. That is going to – everyone went station to station on that. So it's still bases loaded. Uh, as Rudy did not do a fair foul. Uh, he did go to right field. It was just a pop-up, though. Could have been the end of the inning there, as here's Chase on. 
no one's going to mess with a plaque here. Going to be too scared. Like no, well, no the village will. <laughs> no, the, the village, the village will be like, you know, I don't know. Did you come in? I don't know. There's a good chance that it will just remain here. Grounder to third. It's going to be a pickup by the third baseman. He's going to tag uh, young Jeremy coming in. I don't know if the Capitals are going to get back up in this, uh, but they will lead off with Mr. Frias the next time I get up. They did get one on the board. It is seven for the Capitals. And it looks like the Buckeyes are at 11. Yeah, seven to 11. Chasing four. Our four. And uh, this weather is amazing. It's, I love it. I mean, this is like the best. I would say the Capitals, what the Capitals need here is a whitewash, a quick one, two, three. Uh, we get some. We get a couple more Buckeye runs, and uh, there's a hard hit ball to left field. Honey Badger holds with those hands on a hard hit line drive by the leadoff hitter. So this is Sawbone. I called him Puddles a couple innings ago. I apologize. So let it be known, that was Professor that made that out to left field. And this is Sawbone, who does have the best hair on the Buckeyes. Uh, and Honey Badger has to go down on a line drive and tries to one-hand it, and it bounces off. Hard play to make. Sawbone takes us first, and this brings up Puddles. But uh, this is Rook. Does this throw you off again? Yeah, there's somebody. You might have got it messed up like what we had. We had a guy that came late, so we moved him to the end of the lineup. I think that happened, but there's this rook is in the lineup. I got the fourth hitter. Like this should be Puddles, and maybe Puddles is the one that's got the hair on second. I'm just going to skip down here. Oh, There's a bounce, bounce off the shortstop. It's a hit for Rook off the shoulder. That's going to bring up Thor. I got one too many hitters in here somewhere. Maybe the – maybe the no, that just happened. There was an injury. Maybe he's not in anymore. That's possible. I don't get the information, you know. I can just tell you that I know Rook got that single, and I can tell you I know Thor's at the plate. Grounder in between first and second is going to go to right field. Jeremy's going to try to come up with it. Uh, that's going to score. Oh, no, the throw comes into home, and they tag him out. I didn't think there was going to be any chance to get the runner at home, but they did it. Rook's going to take his third. Thor's going to take his first. That brings up meat. My wife gave an update and said Canton is winning in Bay City versus Canton right now. Uh, there's a well hit ball. It's going to bounce over the tracks. It's going to hit the mesh. 
fence that they installed this year. It's going to be a foul ball, right? No, no that's, that's a, a single. single. Uh, it look, I guess the ball was just on the other side of the fence because they're retrieving the ball. Meet with the single. Thor to second. I've never scored a team so bad as I have done the Buckeyes in this match. And I'm going to say it's not my fault. Something happened. I don't know who this is. Uh, it could be Wrinkles. One day I hope to be important enough where I get the updates on the lineup. I think it'd be easier, too, if you were a little closer. Sure. <laughs> I could <laughs> I mean, just walked over yeah. and figure out what went wrong. Yeah. But I'm not about to do that right now. In uh, a close match that the Capitals are running out of time. They really need this out, and they need to get in and start hitting, or uh, the Buckeyes are going to move on. Buckeye over there at second base is taking a pretty decent lead with the with being held on. Well, this pitcher for there's a foul ball. This pitcher for Columbus has not shown any interest in throwing to bases and keeping anybody on. So I'd make him make a throw. It appears the uh, Canton Bay City game has concluded. And we're assuming, because we just recently got an update that Canton came away with as a victor in that match. You can always tell when Canton loses, though, is because they'll do the aw shucks at the end of the game. Here's a fly ball to left field. It's going to be mishandled out in left field. And that's going to score another run for Columbus. It's going to bring up stilts. See, I know I got that right. I have rook through stilts, correct. <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight. I have four through eight, correct. Stilts is a very uh, easy to identify character. Sure. There's a well hit ball to short. It's going to eat Kobe up and bounce over by the third baseman. It's going to tally a run. And uh, as players start matriculating to Walnut Grove 1, it looks like the next matchup of the day is Walker against, no? Nationals. Walker Nationals. Wa Walker Nationals. I don't see the Nationals. Oh, there they are. They've been. It's a Walker and Nationals. It's the first. It's the semifinal. Winner goes to the championship uh, following this. We'll have Saginaw and. Flat Rock. Flat Rock at uh, Walnut 2. There's another run. There's another hit. It would appear at this point that the Buckeyes are putting the final touches on a, on a victory here. This is Cannonball. That is also what I have in the book. <laughs> so I have four through this, and that's a hit into center field. It's going to be a muff. 
as uh, that's going to score stilts. As the Buckeyes are saying their goodbyes to the Capitals through scoring a bunch of runs at the end. Not <laughs> the handshakes will come later, but they are saying farewell, adieu right now. And I believe this is a, a tick ball misheld, so he's still alive. As by my count, I don't want to say my count. It could be wrong. We'll see what this, uh, the official scorer puts up after this. Uh, as we're uh, waiting. With a little bit more budget put into this now, you could probably have runners running scores and keeping lineups all updated for you. I'm, I mean, budget. There's a bad bat. And uh, <laughs> grounder is short. That's going to be a force on Cannonball. That's the third out. You know, I, I know interest rates have gone up. You could mortgage the house. And you could no, absolutely not. I think I put enough of my own money into this. I, I think I'm – I've put in enough money to where my wife hasn't bothered me about it. I think I'm at that threshold, though, where it'll start becoming an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hit that threshold with the 3D printer, by the way? Well, the cool thing about the 3D printer is I, yes. I do have, well. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> probably. She is right behind me, so, so you're probably getting some uh, some hot hot reaction right behind. But, uh, um, yeah, but I try I try to, I'm, I'm a big spreadsheet kind of guy. I try to justify it, um, keep myself in check a little bit. You know, uh, it does recoup a little money here and there. So you can kind of just, but I've never broken even or come really that closely as of lately. There's a fair foul by Mr. Frias as he will take his first. Everybody is just shaking their head. <laughs> Walker's down there laughing at him at first base. The Buckeyes were just like, whatever, dude, just go to first. And, <laughs> and he smiled you, all the way to first base. You could play his... You know, there's no reason for him to ever quit. You can do that though you're 70 easily. Sure. But is and there's oh a bobble, a mishandle by the second baseman on a pop up, but they're still going to get the force on Frias at, at second. Uh, yeah, but so like his dad could do it, but his dad's too much of a man to do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> he might actually say that. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Uh, so that's one out for the Capitals. Uh, Chasen's at first. That brings up Jody. As I believe the Capitals are down to their last two outs. As the Old Golds and Flat Rock matches, uh, they're starting their stretches. Jody hits it up the middle. It's going to be a base hit. Jason's going to get to second. He's going to round. He's going to go to third. There shouldn't be a throw to third. There's a fake throw to third. A smart play by the center fielder to not throw the ball around. And certainly right now you want to put this game away. You do not want to overthink the throwing. First and third by for Mr. Wycuff. 
It's a pop-up directly to the right fielder on the hill. He's going to hold. Uh, there's going to be a tag, and there's going to be a run scored on the play. Uh, second out. That's going to bring up Jason with two outs. Need some big moments. You need some errors. That's what it's going to take at this time. You you need the other team to make the mistakes in these in these situations. <laughs> because although vintage is a hitter's game, you're still going to be hitting it to people. Uh, and with the amount of runs that they need, they're going to need help to get back into this one, which happens. Uh, Canton gave Flat Rock plenty of help in that 11-run inning that had Flat Rock go over Canton. So We gave Bay, Bay City plenty of help on one inning when we concess in the seventh. So you start putting a little pressure on a team, then that's when the errors start. But really, there's no pressure right now. As there's a foul ball straight back, uh, Thor's going to run out of room. So the honey badger don't care. The, uh, the crowd is vastly growing right now. The uh, top bracket teams have started to stretch down their walnut, too. They're obviously down here at Walnut One watching. Somebody took our picture. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I think one of the village guys walked up over here a little bit ago. So there's a ball hit into center left center field. It's going to split the outfielders. Honey Badger is going to take his third Jody, or second. Jody's going to take his third. Band's coming over. I love the band. They get hairy for you with the band? No, I love hearing them. I seriously, I just I just lay out and let them. Who wouldn't want to listen to that? They're really good. Seven, eight. That makes it sixteen to eight. Uh, with Ian Frias up with uh, guys on second and third. There's a. Well hit ball to center field. That's going to score two. Uh, Ian's been going up the middle today uh, in this match successfully. So the Caps will not go quietly into the night. They will not yield without a fight. Uh, Mr. Sanders is up. They're going to survive. They're going to move on. Today is their Independence Day. <laughs> Mr. Sanders with wow. the base hit into center field. I mean, uh, that's going to move Ian up to second. And you can do that all day long. All day long. Oh, sure. You know, there's no no reason to feel cheap like you're doing that because that's, that's the game right there. And the center fielder moved completely all the way back out again. So... We have a score of 16 to 10 right now. Two guys on for the Capitals. They are down to two ounce as Kobe Dowdy is at the plate. I typically don't see very many pitches like that unless I'm at Worlds where the ball's five feet over your head. Yeah. 
as much as they, and you can tell, you hear the umpire this year, uh, there's a pop-up into right field. Everybody's converging. It's going to hit the ground. We're going to have bases loaded. Uh, asking where the batter wants it. I don't think they've done that in years past. I've never had it happen. Uh, I had it happen yesterday for the first time. And then I've also, uh, for the first time, had them warning the pitcher. Yeah, because it's a it's a take fest here at Worlds. You just take, 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 and take. And uh, that really slows the game down. There's a ball that's going to hit a spectator. No, gravel road. Uh, as Mike, I believe Purcell is up for the Capitals. Bases loaded, two outs, three runs in this inning for the Capitals. 16 to 10 is your score. Uh, Buckeyes, still, I said, you're going to need help in a come last inning comeback like this. The Buckeyes have not given them help. All these hits have been earned. Uh, no errors. The ball uh, that just got hit in between all the fielders, that was no man's land. It was nobody. Everybody tried to get there. Nobody could. And there's a well-hit ball in the center field. It's going to short hop the center fielder. He's going to throw it in. And station to station, Ian's going to score on that. Center fielder did move in a little bit on that one. He is not moving out as far as he has before as Bob Daly comes up. And Bob has been striking well this weekend. Um, Bases loaded. 16 to 11. And uh, even Mr. Daly, who normally is not a very uh, picky hitter, I would say, he's up. Well, that one was way high. Uh, is taking pitches. I mean, it does. Oh, there's a line drive straight up the middle. They are going to have a chance to throw it a second to get that force, and they do. And that's going to bring the Capitals' uh, game to an end. They were definitely fighting in the end. They started to make that last inning interesting. As I wonder if they're going to get credit for that last one. Let's see. They put up a four spot in the last inning. And so from Walnut Grove, number one, as we'll let you hear the we'll lay out for the uh, the gentleman's speeches, but it's uh, 11 for the Columbus Capitals and 16 for the Columbus Buckeyes. Thanks for listening. saying something, you got to keep your eye out there because you're doing play-by-play. Play. Be careful, we're still live right now. <laughs> so, we're getting picked up. Oh, my.
hope he sticks me.